Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 37 of the Sunflower Society podcast. I'm Justine Gonzalez, one of your co-hostesses with my sister, Kara. All right. So we wanted to give you a sneak peek at an Insta chorus that we are releasing. And you might be asking, what is an Insta chorus? Well, it is our own concept that we've developed and it's an experience for people who want to go in depth with a certain topic, but they may not have a lot of time on their hands. And also people who like to have multiple ways to engage with content. So if you like reading eBooks, watching videos, tutorials, listening to audios, downloading journal prompts, Everything in between for your learning and self-reflection, your own personal development journey, then this is probably something you want to check out. Um, We have a hyper-focused chorus that allows you to instantly take action, hence why it's called an Insta-chorus. You go really deep. There's not a lot of time commitment, but you get a lot of value and get resources that you can come back to again and again. So just a few of the highlights that are included. We have a 35 page ebook on how intuition is your cornerstone to success. We also have a guide to intuitive prayer with lots of mantras, um, an ultimate abundance mantra on effort, energy, and flow. And then we also have a very special gift for you at the end of the Insta course. So we hope that you check this out. It's a brand new concept. Um, We appreciate all your support and to all of our listeners, again, thank you. This episode is going to be about a 25-minute sneak peek at some of the teaching that is inside our brand new um, Insta course, a little bit more in-depth than a mini course, um, but something you can take action with instantly. So check it out. It's called Naked Intuition. We're going to link it in the show notes. And um, you can also find it at bit.ly slash naked intuition. Hey, sister. Hey, sister. Welcome, listeners, to the Sunflower Society podcast, where we are helping you maximize your gifts and talents and your day-to-day activities to have an impact in the world. Let's get ready to go. All right, we're recording. Hey, sister. Hey, I'm in bed. You're reporting live from bed. Okay, great, great. We are um, virtual here. Um, I'm reporting from my home office, which is really like half of my living room. So let's be real. Um, so we're going to get started and hop right in today. I mean, first of all, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm great. <laughs> you look like you've been working out. Can you see my caps? I asked Justine if I look too much like CrossFit and if I needed to put a blouse over this. I'm not, I'm, I'm into the more feminine, delicate look, but I realize as I'm getting older, I don't have the most feminine, delicate body anymore. So I need to embrace like, you know, like a strong, you know, CrossFit persona, even though I don't CrossFit, it's from the garden. All of it. The only, I think the only thing not feminine about my body is this five o'clock shadow I'm getting. 
Ooh, good one. <laughs> quarantine. I'm just kidding. I can't see it. Don't you have a little like? Yeah, thing? I do. I'm joking because micro micro. Yeah, I keep having. I mean, it really is like a shaver for women. We like they have these cute little names, right? But you can't say I shave though. Like, yeah, gonna get up and. Do you remember that thing that dad used to have that he would put that little soap in and have the little brush and it would go like and soap up? It's called, I always wanted to isn't do Isn't it that. called shaving cream? <laughs> but it but it was like a special bowl and he like dipped oh, it in there. And I know. I, I like like I, I always wanted to do that to myself, but obviously <laughs> No, I imagine somebody somewhere does that. Um, I'm sure. I keep wanting to make jokes, like, on my Zoom calls, because the men, they keep showing up with, like, longer and longer beards, you know, from no barbers being open, even though they could trim them themselves. Yeah. Whole other topic. Whole other topic. But I keep, I feel like they keep showing up with these longer and longer beards or scruff. And uh, they'll be like, I didn't shave. And I really want to say, yeah, me either. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how they'll take it. And I don't know if that makes men uncomfortable. Like, well, can I joke with her about sure it? Does. They don't want to think about us having facial hair. I mean, they just don't. Everybody but has hair on their bodies. Unless you have, is it called alopecia? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you actually don't because of some type of you know condition yeah everybody I would like alopecia of the body I would like alopecia of the body but you know lux luxurious locks for the rest of my life can I get that accomplished <gasps> I don't I don't want to go down this path we've had these conversations before where you ask if I had to get plastic surgery would I do it on my face or my body or all that no we're not going down that road again um, <laughs> um but let's go ahead and dive in so thanks thanks for um tuning into this whether you're watching uh, because we are recording this as a video, but also whether you're listening uh, to our podcast episode. Today, we wanted to kind of just talk about um, how do you, right, there's this huge kind of umbrella concept of intuition. And we have, uh, we'll share with you guys the link, but we have an ebook that we're releasing on intuition. But I want to talk more about like, how do you know the difference between God's voice or hearing from the divine or your voice? And I don't know that that's something we discuss enough, whether you attend um, religious services somewhere or belong to a church or you do your own home studies, whatever spiritual practices you have, I think that it can be confusing sometimes, especially the times that we're in right now because you are asking yourself a lot of questions about maybe you want to pivot your business or maybe you want to look for a different job. Maybe you're reevaluating if um, you should be staying home all the time, you know, because, excuse me, your kids are now in your face all the time and you're realizing things. I don't know. Um, I just wonder how many people, how many other people struggle with that. 
because I think that it takes time to develop that kind of, I guess, muscle. So yeah. what, what would be your thoughts on that? Dang, you always like throw me these really broad. Well, cause I like to, I like to hear what you think about it in general, and then we can kind of go wherever we go because oh. I just know that it's something I've struggled with. I have struggled so, with, uh, with differentiating yeah. between God's voice and, oh, is that just Justine's voice telling me what I think I should? I, what I think I've learned, and I'm almost 40, but what I think I've learned is that you don't necessarily, it depends on how, how close-knit you are with God. Um, and if you don't believe in God, like, are you, you're just not sure about if there's, you know, there's something more out there bigger than you. You're just not sure what that's called. I'm speaking about the same thing that you believe in. Right. Um, so, you know, we don't attend, we don't attend church anymore. We made a decision as a family a few years ago that, um, we were, my husband and I were both sort of feeling like when we went to church, um, we, our kids were not getting what worth worthwhile messaging there. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were the ones that were teaching them kind of our interpretation of how we have come to know God. Um, not just like this quote unquote Sunday school, uh, experience where you go in color some pictures sing a couple of songs and then play play games with your church buddies you know that wasn't something that we felt was beneficial um we're we are very busy as a family and sundays it was like we felt more productive on the days that we stayed home and did our own you know family study we're together that whole day rather than having the panic of the sunday morning and the rush 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 and then all of a sudden it's late afternoon and like where did the weekend go um that just wasn't what we chose for our family anyway so through that process i feel like my husband and i both have drawn closer to god um individually because we don't it's not like we don't feel this pressure to have to attend a service every Sunday as just something we have to get checked off the list. Our relationship has grown to be more of a daily minute by minute, like conversation with God. It's not so much about setting aside a certain time period or time frame to interact with God as part of the schedule. It's more about having a lifestyle that is constantly intertwined with the voice of God and being with God and knowing that there's an omnipresence there all the time. And so when you come to find that for yourself, I feel like your ability to know that you're hearing the voice of God is a hundred percent there because you have that deep personal relationship and conversation with God all the time. You know how you react with him. You know how he reacts with you. You know how he speaks to you or through you. You know how he works through you. You know how uh, you understand better why you were put here on this earth when you have a relationship like that. And so I think in my experience, you know, we grew up in the Christian tradition. I don't necessarily 
call myself a Christian at this point in my life. I mean, that is the closest teaching to how I understand God, but I also know that there's some negativity associated with that as well. Um, but in our tradition growing up, we kind of, it was kind of a disciplinary relationship with God in a way. Um, there wasn't like, let me, let me also say though, that can be okay. And there were a lot of good things about that, at least for me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying have for some, for some people, it's good to have that structure and that is what helps your personality. I don't think that you have a personality that thrives with somebody saying, right. Hey, let's go through this devotional day by day. And every morning we're going to spend 30 minutes. Right. Because you have to, because of, yeah. I mean, full disclosure, there was a before I started, before, yeah. Full disclosure, before I started recording, Kara had to keep me focused on one thing. So when you know, like, like I need that in a lot of ways, like people think I'm super organized. It's because I've worked really hard at it and I still have to work really hard at it or I don't get anything accomplished. Right. I, I'm a very easily distracted person in many ways, but I also feel instantly restricted if I'm told I have to do something a certain way or if, if I'm told I don't have a problem complying, it's more when I don't see a rationale behind something or um, kind of like the good effects that something is supposed to have. Like I need to have an under, a full understanding of something before I fully throw myself or buy into it. Um, so anyways, that, that was not particularly helpful in my relationship with God. And as I broke away from that for myself, um, and it's good that you say like, some people do need that discipline. Some people need that, you know, structure to that, but depends on the type of person you are and the kind of relationship that you have or you want to have. And when you start hearing, like feeling certain nudges in certain ways in your life, you are again, more prone to understand that that nudging or feeling that you're having that gut instinct that might be completely opposite of what's rational and up here is not the same as what's here for me oftentimes. Um, so, but being able to have the courage to say, I'm going to go with that because I know right now I'm with God and he's with me. And for whatever reason, I need to do this this way. It doesn't need to make sense to me, but I, that's part of like, that is faith when you get to the point where that doesn't make sense, but you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I know that I'm supposed to do that. Which by the way, I have a belief that you like if unless you have doubt or fear or you haven't questioned things at some point then then faith you wouldn't have a need for faith faith is there right. because it is making that leap and saying this doesn't make logical sense this doesn't add up or this doesn't appear to be how things are but something tells me right that still small voice um, or that nudging or however God tends to kind of communicate or send you signals. I think if we kind of go back a little bit to something else you said, which I think is important, is establishing that journey for yourself. 
And that was something right. that I had a harder time doing into my 20s because it had become a very religious practice for me. And right. again, not all bad. There were some good habits, some good disciplines that come from that. And that is building a foundation of who you are. But it also builds that foundation, whether it's through your relationship with your spouse or your significant other or a parent with their child, whatever. You, at the end of the day, you can't just attach yourself to somebody else's walk. So there's something to be said for being in that and actually establishing your own journey and your own walk with God. And that is what starts to build that closeness beyond a church group, beyond your family or how you were brought up. Because I know from working with kind of this cultural psychology side of things, when I ask people why they believe what they believe, no matter what it's about, it usually is, well, that's just always what I've believed, which really tells me they've never actually established their own belief system outside of how they were raised. Right. Well, and the other thing I think you have to think about a lot, and this is very, very difficult for me sometimes, and I, you might say the same, but when you're talking about using your intuitive spirit that God has given you, um, I think you have to also start looking at the world in a place of non-judgment. Mm. And so you're not ever forming an opinion about something before you make a decision on your own. Like you're not, you're not coming in with a preconceived notion, or if you have a preconceived notion that starts in your head, you need to like, you need to look at things in a sense of, I'm going to look at this with questions. I'm going to look at this um, of curiosity. I'm not going to put my preconceived judgments on the situation. Otherwise, your intuitive muscle is not going to be utilized because you already know going into a situation what you're going to pick or the decision that you're going to make or how you are choosing to look at a situation. And so that kind of negates your ability then to use your intuition. And I noticed like, as I started looking at the world more like that, I was able to make more sound decisions based on what actually I was supposed to be doing because I wasn't coming in hot and heavy with my my own agenda and my own um, my own thought on how I thought things were going to work out from A to Z before I'd even you know started going through the process. So I think that's a really hefty point that especially right now I feel like we struggle with as humans. Like it is very easy to look at something or talk to somebody and immediately like pass judgment like that, whether you write it down or say it or think it like when you are processing things that are being thrown at you, you're probably going to have a very first reaction of, Oh, this is what I think. Um, and it's your responsibility to kind of dissect that in your own mind before you kind of say that or write it or, um, and really find out why you think the way you think and if you have a strong reaction or an intuition about something why do why where did that come from right well and everything begins with a thought our thoughts right. are really really powerful 
And that's why I think we do talk so much about how do you make those shifts of whether it's a lack mindset to having a growth mindset or whatever, right? Limiting beliefs to having open, open-minded beliefs. Um, it's so important because what we think essentially becomes what we believe that ends up being our attitudes, that dictates our behaviors, our actions, and that essentially makes up our character and how we show up in the world, how we interact with other people. And I think one of the other things that comes to mind is, are we open to other avenues? Meaning like, I've gotten asked the question and I, we, you and I were talking about this earlier, well, like, how do I know how to pray? Is there a right way to pray? Is there a right way to spend time with God? And I think we have to, like, I used to think, I used to believe like, okay, I should be doing a daily devotional every morning, or I should be reading my Bible before I go to bed every night. Um, even if I fall asleep on top of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but when we make that like a thing that is a task we're showing up as just again doers instead of sitting in peaceful like stillness to also listen and just being just being with god whether that's going to walk on the beach or just walking outside to your backyard or watching the sunrise those are moments like how often and i think that's like the first step is are you just taking time to listen because that's the thing it when I notice when it's hard for me to differentiate between wait is that because that's what Justine wants or is that what God is leading me or guiding me to do it's because I haven't been taking time to actually slow down get rid of the noise whether it's from social media or phone calls from friends or family members saying this I haven't taken time to actually just sit in stillness and right. how can we hear God's leading, which, which really is the foundation of intuition. If we're not taking time to just be still. Right. And I don't think, I think for the time, a lot of people have struggled with being still like, like there's that expectation and that validation that comes from going, 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 checking all the things off the to-do list, productivity, all, you know, if you're in the business world, um, all of those things that kind of keep us from being still. And now we're like forced to be still. And a lot of people are having a hard time with it because that val that constant validation isn't coming in. It's just you and your creator and your family right now. Like that's pretty much what it's boiled down to for many, many people. And I think that, um, you know, for the first couple of weeks of this, I kind of, I was in a bad state of mind for a number of reasons. Um, had a lot of weird things happen all at the same time, including the, <laughs> this quarantine stuff. Um, so, but I, after a couple of weeks of feeling really heavy and just kind of like hopeless in a way, I, you know, I made a conscious decision that I was going to be still and embrace this time. And if I wasn't enjoying something, I was going to figure out 
what would make this thing desirable or what would make the situation desirable? And I was going to hundred percent focus on that. Even if it was one thing, um, that made, you know, doing two, two loads of dishes a day intolerable. I was going to find something right. joyful about that, you know? Um, and it, it's, it's worked and it's been only because of this time that I'm able to fully, fully get into that in a place that I never have been before, as far as being able to sit still, think about, analyze and find joy intentionally with everything. Truly step back and take it one step at a time. And I, I would say too, like, this is where I would challenge people. And some people might, I mean, some people might not like me saying this, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there because I think that to your point, we have to step back and then you have to ask yourself, well, why, why would you not want me saying that? Why does that make you uncomfortable that I'm saying that? And I would say you have to get on the balcony of your own life. So get up on the balcony and look down at your life, your thoughts, just your realm and the space that you take up on this earth. And when you become more aware of yourself, it actually gives you the freedom to take action. But if you're a prisoner to your own mind and your thoughts and your judgments and your beliefs, and you haven't even sorted that out of who you are, then that's probably what's keeping you from wanting to take action or tapping into your intuition to know, yes, this is what I should do next. Yes, this is what feels right right now and feeling into that. And then also feeling okay with that yourself. The other piece of that is if you say, well, I want to draw closer to God or I want to better understand the character of God and the divine in my life. Okay. Well, again, go, go read books about it. Like, like take the first step of action. We don't just understand the nature and character of God from staring at the outside of a Bible or staring at the outside of a book on Esther or XYZ topic. Um, If you want to understand how to be present, go read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, right? Like there's all these steps that while you are being still, hopefully it's as, it it really, for me anyways, it's as simple as saying, God, what would you have me do today that would honor you and also honor the being that you created me to be? I think, I think. Two, people have to remember that God takes you in whatever state you're in. And so you don't have to like, you don't have to become a certain way to fall into his presence. You don't have to be a certain amount of quiet or still even to be in his presence. You can be angry. You can be sad. You can be all of those things and still come into his presence. And um, something, there's a verse in the Bible that says something about even when you don't have words, this is paraphrased and I don't know where it's from exactly, but even when you don't have words to say, God, the Holy Spirit of God knows your innermost thoughts and feelings and, and will, I think it says something like rumble into the universe, all of those things that are inside of you that you can't express. And so I think 
when we get into this mindset of we have to be this certain prim proper, you know, this is how I was taught to pray on my knees beside my bed before, you know, I go to sleep every night. This is how, you know, I dress for Sunday morning to go to service. This is how I interact with people that are, um, I'm fellowshipping with at church. This is how I have to be when I'm around those people. Right. Don't like, I think people have to stop thinking of themselves in the way that I'm accepted in this way, in this crowd, I'm accepted in this way over here. And this is the way I accept myself. Like all of those things have to come together. And that is a big part of intuition too, is growing all those things that many of us have different constructs of and different like little compartments that we put Right. We allow different people in our lives to see different parts of ourselves. And so I think part of your intuition is knowing how to meld those all together. And that's, that's what you're going for. That's what God wants you to go for. He doesn't want you to become a cookie cutter version of what everybody else looks like they are. Because I can guarantee you, if you have 10 people standing next to each other that are cookie cutter, cutter versions in every sense of of that statement of each other, you, you, there are huge differences in personalities, spiritual gifts, um, talents in life that, you know, all of those things and people think in different ways. If you went inside each of those 10 people's head, each of them would be thinking something probably totally outrageous in, in a sense that, you know, their, their interpretation, they're going to make seem like the 10 other people that they're standing beside, but really in their head, they're thinking something that they're too scared to say to anybody out loud because of the fear of, I don't know, not even, you think rejection, being made fun of, all of those things could still happen, but it's more being able to understand that you have your thoughts and feelings for a reason doesn't mean you need to spew all of them out there all of the time, but be who you are and be who God made you because there's a reason because somebody needs to hear it in the way that you have to say it. Hey listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 37 of the Sunflower Society podcast. Yes, it is called Naked Intuition because we are exposing what we really think about ourselves, and how we get in tune with God's guidance for our lives. If you liked the teaching so far and the conversation and the transparency that Kara and I were sharing, be sure that you visit spirituallystrategic.com. We do have a drop-down menu that has our courses and Naked Intuition, our Instachorus, right? Something that you can take action with instantly is now live um, on our courses menu. So we hope that you check it out, take advantage of it completely free. We just want to offer people some really high value, self-reflective, introspective resources. Um, so take advantage of all the daily mantras, um, dive into the ebook and check out the rest of the teaching. All right. Looking forward to seeing what you think. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sunflower Society podcast. 
To learn more about Kara and I and Spiritually Strategic Co., our company together, you can visit spirituallystrategic.com. And of course, if you found value in this episode, feel free to pass it along to a friend. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and leave us a review on Apple. All right. We hope that you have a wonderful week.